The Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is The Podcast. Coming to you from SideQuest Studios, this is The Simpsons Index, episode 246. Hello out there, I'm Elliot J. O'Neill. I'm a host of this thing, I guess. And joining me here as always, except when he's not, is B.T. Calloway. Ahoy. Hoy. And joining us all the way from beautiful Adelaide is Captain Nick. Hello, everyone. It's good to be back in Podland. And in pod form. Yes, thank you for yeah. joining us today for the Simpsons Index. Remember where... Captain Nick? He's back in pod form. Yes. Yeah. And he has a new hat. <laughs> it's coming. Oh, yeah. You haven't got it yet. That's why it's oh, hang on, hang on. <laughs> Check under your seat. Everyone gets a new hat. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> why yeah. do you have a woo girl hat <laughs> this is a hat that's oddly thematically appropriate for our episode this is yeah, a purple a rhinestone cowgirl hat <laughs> and it's fabulous i won't be answering any further questions <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't want them <laughs> well we do have a lot of questions for you today so yeah let's uh, get into the episode we're reviewing this was season 34 episode 18 fan early feud First released on April 23rd of 2023, my 37th birthday. How about that? Oh, happy birthday. Thank you. Yeah, to quote Clerks, I'm 37. Anyway, uh, directed by <laughs> Timothy Bailey. Not the Australian weatherman? Not the Australian weatherman. You got to check. Every time we got to check. <laughs> and written by Brody Gupta in this episode. The weatherman? Uh, no, she is not. Oh, she'll fuck. Oops. Sorry. Oops. Oh, to be fair, Sorry, Brody, Brody where are you going with that? Sorry, yeah. Brody. <laughs> uh, yeah, in this episode, Homer is caught on camera uh, saying bad things about the Taylor Swift-like pop star and mm. catches the eye of her rabid fan base. And the one who's leading all the pranks and stuff on Homer turns out to be bum 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 Lisa. Hmm. Uh, but then Bart wants to join Lisa because he can do a bunch of pranks on Homer now that he couldn't before because now he has an army at his disposal. But Bart and Lisa bond until they they don't. And also in the meantime, Homer. Homer uh, catches the attention of a pop star that has beef with the other pop star, and they <laughs> you can join slowly see and... the recap deflating as we go. <laughs> oh man! As with the episode, hey guys, what'd you think? As... Look, um, I have to say, yeah, <laughs> I actually kind of enjoyed this one for the most part. I kind of enjoyed it. Yeah, I think um, for the most part is a fair enough quote. At a certain point, mm. it was just like, oh, this is all we're doing with it, isn't it? Like yeah. we've we've we found all your pieces already, Nito. Yeah, it it definitely reached a point where I was like, "Wow, there aren't really any stakes in this, and nothing really makes sense." But partly because I'm a big Taylor Swift fan, <laughs> and it it was really interesting because obviously, like I, I I'm a card carrying hand on heart Taylor Swift fan, and mm -hmm. this episode is objectively making fun of me and the other <laughs> Taylor Swift fans. But the way that they did it, by leaving little references and hints and clues, mm. you know, like she does, <laughs> it meant that I was doing the Taylor Swift fan thing of like, oh, that's a reference to this. And hang on, in the background, there's the sign that says that, and that's a reference to this ah. thing that she did. And so I ended up doing the Swifty thing of like connecting red string on pinup boards and stuff in an episode that was making fun of Swifty fans for doing that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so then 
I ended up getting so wrapped up in the in the the, the meta ness of the episode that I actually had a really good time with it. I appreciate that. That's that's good. <laughs> yeah, like when I invite guests on, you know, I like to try and at least attempt to cater an episode to them. You know, mm. especially for these situations where, for most of the episode, I could uh, honestly say I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Like, <laughs> it just felt like references on references and references to something that I do not get. And like, I've got nothing against Taylor Swift, really. Like, her music is pleasant to listen to, but like, I don't uh, go. That out was the and sound of Elliot treading lightly. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, uh, someone will now re-edit this and cut to a previous recording where I called her Tate off Switler or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> Why do we make a whole podcast about that? I don't remember. Oh, God. And Exclusive now, and, on the Patreon. And Danny didn't even have to go to AI to make you say <laughs> that. Yeah, he exactly. just said it. <laughs> yeah, it's right there. Uh, so, so yeah, I, like I've got no stakes, but like, and often like when the news or whatever passes my eye or whatever about like something that rabid fan base of pop start, like I, I just don't comprehend the headline enough to care to keep reading. So I, I am glad to have you on today to help fill in the blanks <laughs> a bit on this one, Nick. Yes, because yeah, uh, but yeah, first question on the questionnaire: How long did you spend in queue to get your Taylor Swift tickets for her upcoming tour? <laughs> okay, interesting modified questionnaire. I assume everyone. I assume everyone gets this question now. Um, I spent statistically, uh, yeah, the majority of people that I'm ever going to ask on this podcast, according to the ticket sales alone, yeah, probably tried. Oh yeah, true. Look, I briefly tried. We'll get into that in a second. What? Okay, we'll get back to that. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, so, yes, I got tickets for night one in Melbourne. I sat at my computer at work for about five and a half hours in the queue. Mm-hmm. And then I reckon about four hours and 15 minutes into sitting there, the message on the splash page changed and it said uh, normal tickets sold out. It's now mm-hmm. only hotel and VIP packages. And I was like, well, I'm just going to sit here until it says no more tickets available. I've yeah. been here for four and a bit hours already. What the fuck else am I going to do? Yeah. And then as I was explaining that, yeah. And then as I was explaining that to one of my colleagues that I'm just going to sit here until it says no more tickets available, she points at my screen and she's like, have you just loaded through to the ticket sale page? <laughs> I turned around back to my computer and I'm like, oh my fucking God. <laughs> so I ended up getting a, uh, a hotel package, which is fine because I don't live in Melbourne. So I need a hotel uh-huh. there anyway. And yeah. I've got I've got a reserve tickets, which is like the highest level of ticket you can get. Nice. Oh, the fact, fuck yeah. The fact that I spent five and a half hours in the queue and still walk away with a reserve tickets is insane. Is madness. So nicely done. Pretty happy with how that turned out, actually. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, the only thing close to that that I had recently was the fucking big Blink One Eight Two tickets, and mm. also first of all has the honor of being like. This is the longest lead-in time that I've ever had to like ticket bought versus to concert happening because that's mm. that's in 2025, right? Like, uh, no, no, no. So it's February 2024. It's the same blink of the same week that I'm seeing Taylor Swift. Holy oh shit. wow, that's a big week for you. I see Blink 182 on the Sunday, and then on that on the following Friday, I see Taylor. Yeah. And Tom from Blink 182 and Taylor Swift are both born on December 13. You have been given the red string a workout. <laughs> yeah, man. I wasn't kidding. <laughs> you know, if this was the index of old where we were comparing episodes, I really should have matched this up with the Blink-182 one, but we already yeah. reviewed oh, it. Yeah, that would have been good. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Tom and Taylor born on December 13. You're hearing it more mm. and more. What about your other fandoms? Where does Ariel Winter fit into this? <laughs> <laughs> 
He's, someone's been looking at my reddit.com subscriptions. <laughs> um, uh, I don't have tickets for anything that Ariel Winter's in. She has put out a couple of movies recently that I haven't gone to see because um, I don't like movies. But um, yeah, no, you're right though because the Blink tickets, I think that was October 2022 that the Blink tickets went on sale for mm. a gig in February slash March 2024. Yeah, that's right. Wow, I, I spent a long time trying to get those tickets as well. Mm. But that was one of those things where it'd be like, oh, okay, this date is up for sale and it's gone. This date is yep. up for sale and it's gone. And so I, I ended up getting like the fifth night or something like that. Like, yeah, jeez. Yeah. So I was just going to say the interesting thing, and this can probably be cut out of the episode, but just because we're catching up with friends. Um, <laughs> the interesting thing about the Blink thing is that when I bought them, because I'm a huge Blink fan as well, I was mm. like, yes, need these tickets. But in the back of my mind, I was like, yeah, but they're probably going to be shit, though. Yeah. And then a couple of months ago when they played the Coachella set and that whole set was up on YouTube, sat down one Saturday afternoon with a beer, watched the whole set start to finish, and the whole time I had a huge grin on my face, just like, this is fucking sick. Yeah. So I think it's actually going to be really, really good, even though I was worried it was going to be shit. No, nice. I mean, I can't wait. Yeah, it's going to mm. be a huge moment. But um, yeah, BT, bring it back to you. What? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so I rock up to work one morning and my boss is sitting there and he's got the three uh, office computers all set to <laughs> Ticket Tech or Ticketmaster or whatever. And he's got his phone on constant refresh. And he's like, Dear God. right, I'm going to be here if you can take care of as much of the shop floor as possible. I'm like, yeah, of course, man. We're, we're is doing this legal? This. I, th I think he was expecting me to take the piss. I'm like, no, no, no. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm friends with Swifties. Don't worry, bro. Yeah. I got you back. Uh, and so that was going on. He was there for, yeah, five hours or something and didn't get through. But at a certain point, especially like the three-hour mark, I'm like, wouldn't it be funny if I just tried on my phone and got through immediately? And so mm. I could just walk up and go, oh, there, there you go. And just, you know, it, it would be good for comedy. Yeah, so, it would. Yeah. Uh, so I did briefly try, just like, ah, oh, get on my phone, load up, and just let it sit for a second just to see if randomly it pops. And no, mm. it did not. Unsurprisingly, of course. But well, for shtick, it would have been good. It's interesting that you say randomly it pops, though, because Ticketek mm. did confirm that it wasn't a queue. It was just a randomly selected pool. So wow. Yeah. You had as much chance of getting through as he did, except that he was using five devices. That's the thing. And it would have been funny yeah. and it would have been funny dear ticker tech this would be funny i know well, I, I had to explain to someone once that i'm not necessarily accident prone but i am slapstick prone so <laughs> the kind of thing that would inevitably just be kind of funny to have happened is more likely to happen to me and so then uh, as you're walking across the shop floor to hand yeah. him your phone you fall into an open sewer and die i slipped a <laughs> banana yeah <laughs> no, right into an open sewer which we just yeah. put there i don't know why every um, time we're passing a construction site and they're like <laughs> taking out the front face of a house i'm like bt other side of the road yeah, and I'm busy reading the newspaper, and I don't notice that I've walked onto an I-beam, which is getting lifted up above the city and swung around, and I'm like, oh, you see this thing in the paper? Fascinating. Yeah. But but the crazy part is, when he does walk in front of the face of the house that's falling down, he just goes straight through an empty window cavity, yeah. brushes dust off his shoulder, and keeps walking. He didn't even know that a house what? fell on him. That rapscallion me. <laughs> Meanwhile, the chimney has absolutely decimated me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, anyway, this episode. Uh, so yeah, like I said, I'm glad to have you here to fill in the blanks. Um, I guess the main question like, um, about like the plot of this episode that I don't quite understand is, 
is there a competing pop star that also oh, has dude. the ire of Taylor Swift that also has a, a army of fucking mobilized um, pranksters or whatever? Like, uh, was even it, was, I know this. Uh, well, so I mean, not really with pranksters. That mm. there's there's a couple of things that I think this episode is making allusions to. There was a beef between Taylor and Katy Perry um, in the past because mm-hmm. Katy Perry stole one of Taylor Swift's backup dancers. The backup dancer quit the tour early. That's what they wrote. Uh, what Taylor wrote the song "Bad Blood" about, and then I forget what Katy's response song. Uh, swish, wish, bish. I believe yeah. it's significantly oh. worse. Yeah, you're uh, unlocking a Todd in the Shadows uh, yeah. memory. I was about to say it's where I get all <laughs> Do you watch Todd in the Shadows, Nick? No, I watched Todd in the Shadows. It just sounds like some guy who's not properly lit. <laughs> I mean, accurate. Uh, no, he's a YouTuber who does a lot of uh, music reviews and most famously does um, One Hit Wonderland, which covers you know bands and artists known for only one song. Yeah, and sure. more importantly, does train records uh, for our purposes, where it covers just albums that tanked hard. And uh, nice. Katy Perry's Witness was a very good episode and very interesting. Recommend. Okay. Yeah, I don't much care for his music reviews, but yeah, One Hit Wonderland and mm. Train Records are just, yeah, very well put together, like mm. 15 to 20 minute documentaries on, yeah, these parts of uh, music history that usually get by me, as it seems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And then I guess the, the, the other feud is the, the, the Kanye and Taylor thing. Yeah. Oh, sure. About, you know, him interrupting her at the VMAs and then he wrote Famous and then they him released an edited video where Taylor was made, well, it appeared that she was agreeing to the song being released, but then when the unedited video came out, didn't agree, uh, you know, that whole thing as well. And there have been some really unpleasant examples of, of his fans coming out for her, but I mean, that that's all like very, very in the past. And it felt mm. it felt like an episode that had a lot of modern references in it. So I don't necessarily think they're going back to the Kanye kind of feud thing, but... That's sure. the other big one. All part of the tapestry. It's a rich tapestry, yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of glitter. Yeah, because I do feel like... like Because I didn't really hate this episode either, but I feel like, like my enjoyment of it would be improved if I had any fucking idea of any of the references that well. Oh, the idea there's a lot of background references has improved this episode in my eyes entirely. Yeah, because uh, even like at one point, you know, some of the girls are wearing t-shirts that have references to Taylor songs or Taylor tour names or, you know, mm-hmm. references and things like that. So just being on the lookout for all of those things made this really enjoyable for me. And also, I yeah. have to say the glitter song at the start absolutely fucking bangs i had to i paused the episode to pick up my guitar to figure out that song because i was was like man for a silly little throwaway pop Mm. song this is actually pretty cool (laughs) wow not since we put the spring in springfield has inspired you to learn a song from the simpsons but wow season 34 might be your one maybe god you have been on his reddit page (laughs) (laughs) what what about the other two songs in the episode because skip Yep. <laughs> yeah. Especially the um, last one. The one that's meant to make me feel the most hit me the least. Mm. So my note, because I was... This is the first time I've watched one of these episodes sitting at my computer. Um, mm-hmm. So I was typing in notepad rather than scrolling on a notepad. Isn't it funny the way technology yeah. changes? But my notes here says that Homer's song at the end really confused me because I found myself almost feeling affected by it emotionally. 
despite me very clearly not wanting to feel affected by it emotionally because it was a piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, because it's, yeah, Dan Cass singing in the Homer voice, which can work, but, like, Mm. they're also doing it with, like, a modern styling and a modern production, which calls for a bit of auto-tune, which really fucking hit my ear weird and grated down my spine Mm. in a way that uh, I hadn't had since we had... Kind of the inverse effect when we reviewed Simpson sing the blues on Murph's Tavern the other week. It was like mm. when he was singing Born Under a Bad Sign, it was like, uh. you haven't figured out the voice. This is the wrong key, wrong yeah. song, all that. But this one, it was like, oh, you're fitting Homer into this and it still does not work. Mm. Yeah, and I felt like I felt like the song picked up in the second half when it was the the other female pop star that was doing yeah. the singing with Homer yes. doing little ad-lib bits over the top. The okay. song really, really picked up at that point because the first half, and I think you guys have talked about before, when they do a joke that is bad on purpose, we mm. still have to sit there and watch the joke. Yeah. yeah. The first half of Homer's song was bad on purpose and we had to sit there and listen to it. Yeah. But mm-hmm. that, that really pissed me off. Yeah, and then right at the end when they're going for the key schmaltzy moment, they, they mix in a bunch of old clips and like yeah. Yeah. go to the 4.3 and it was like... That threw oh. me... I wrote that down. Aspect ratio flip. What the hell? Um, and especially when this was in a... So the, the context of this was it was Homer's um, I've been dissed track to get back at the family to make them realise what a horrible thing they'd done. So what this a plot a, this episode has. Yeah, sorry, go on. <laughs> it was a music video that Homer had put together with the help of the other pop star. Yep. But then it had clips from the show, like them being, yeah. you know, the, the baptism in the river and uh, uh, when Homer jumps in front of the holy water. Yeah. Um, it had scenes for where, like Lisa being scared of the zoo and running over. Those are now appearing in a music video. Who filmed them? Yeah, there's always that. And yeah. Uh, Where was the camera? Yeah, for the rest of it, you could at least presume, oh, they built a Simpsons home set somewhere and they yeah, drowned it and whatever. But what yeah, I this one is like. Is like, because um, when Ashley releases her diss track, whatever, about Homer, and it's got like actors standing in as Homer and Marge, and that's like funny. But then yeah. they just don't do that for this one, which would have been completely acceptable to have, like, here is the closest comparison we had. Yeah, where's that Estonian guy as well that was playing Lisa in that one episode? Bring him back. Yeah, to- <laughs> or like you have Homer being, like, chiseled and ripped because that's how he cast himself or something. Or, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. The opportunity, and, and even just the visual of them getting it close but not quite right would be funny. And the uh, because Ashley's song which was a, a clear reference to, to Taylor's all-too-well 10-minute version, which was one of the uh, the vault tracks on her re-recording of Red, where she took all-too-well, which is a very sad song, and it's a fan favourite. There have always been rumours about there was a 10-minute version that the record label made uh-huh. her cut down. So she released the full 10-minute version and then turned it into like a 15-, 16-minute mini-movie. Yeah, wow. Well. Um, and some of the scenes in... Ashley's um, music video, I forget what that was, oh, The Way We Were, I think hers was called. Mm. Some of those scenes were a direct, like, one-to-one uh-huh. rip-off of, of the All Too Well 10-minute version music video. Oh, um, and whose head did Taylor's uh, hand concave their fontanelle in? Sorry, I didn't structure <laughs> that sentence well. Okay. <laughs> to be fair, you have to remember the word fontanelle real quick. Yeah. <laughs> that bit wasn't one-to-one. But um, because in that one, that song was about... Her relationship with Jake Gyllenhaal going wrong, 
And mm-hmm. so, you know, there's there's an actor that kind of is like a red-headed version of her and then an actor that kind of looks a little bit like him. So when they get in Ashley's song in this episode, when they get a drawing that kind of looks like a wonky Marge and a drawing that kind of looks like a wonky Homer, it was all, like, it was references on references and I really enjoyed it. Oh, okay. It's a reference you understood all too well. Ah. <laughs> yeah, because that one was, like, weird to me. It was, like, almost lyrically coming off like a Weird Al song, which, I mean, I wouldn't mind. but Yeah, like, I had the same moment. Yeah, but then uh, there was one particular line which really uh, got me probably more than it should have, which was uh, Homer sits down for number ones, but he stands up to make number two. Yep. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Simpsons. Bedroom Philosopher did it in oh. their song, I'm So Postmodern. He has the line, I'm so postmodern, I sit down to do wheeze and I stand up to poo at job interviews. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> I'd yes. forgotten all about I'm So Postmodern. Yeah, I missed all the Taylor Swift craze, but yeah, you're not going to get a bedroom philosopher reference past me. Wow, that's outstanding. Um, Damn. You know, he he and Josh Earl grew up in the same town. Mm, mm. No, Josh Earl's great. Would love to have him on the show. Yeah, Might cut this, but I asked him and he said he would, and that was in 2021, and that's the last I heard from him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, getting back to this episode. Um, <laughs> let's start the questionnaire. Uh, BT, do you have a moment in. that stands out to you from this one? I'm going to start with one uh, a visual gag I quite liked, which is Lisa's eating from a can of Pringles, and they say uh, "wider can for plus size hands." I'm like, sure, okay, I'd buy that edition of Pringle. Well, again, as always, the kind of like sign writing and background gags in this one was pretty well on point. Yeah, I feel like Pringles like cream eggs are one of those things that they're getting smaller, right? Not just me getting bigger. Oh, they're definitely getting smaller. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, reintroduce the big Pringle. There was an, another good can joke at the end when Homer was eating beans directly out of a can and the brand was no frilly chili. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about you, Nick? Is there a moment from this episode that stands out to you? The moment that stood out to me is when they started, uh, w- when the, the rabid fandom started doing all the pranks on Homer. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I don't know, got him to a, a point where his car was only capable of playing that one song, that glitter song. Yeah. And then he crashes his car. Mm-hmm. His airbag has a glitter cone in it that causes yep. glitter to go all throughout the car. So for a start, they've tampered the fuck with his car. Yeah. Which started confusing me about exactly what level these pranks were being played on. But then we started seeing all these little black birds that kept attacking him. And it took yeah. me so long to realize that they were Starlings because oh. the pop star's name is Ashley Starling. I literally have a note in all capitals that says, oh, God, they're Starlings. The birds are Starlings. That was the moment that stood out for me because they never actually flag yeah. that. It's yeah. just something that you have to piece together. And the birds are there a lot. So. Yeah. The birds are there so often. Yeah, it's one of my questions on the modified questionnaire. Nick, what with all the birds? <laughs> <laughs> Nick, fuck are the birds doing here? Um, yeah, no, it's because they were starlings. Right. right. And, I, mean, yeah, I don't know that we made this clear because we keep, I keep we keep alluding to Taylor Swift more than like the actual Ashley, pop star. Face? The, yeah, the pop star that they're using in this episode is called Ashley Starling mm. and her nemesis is Echo, Echo, Echo. 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 Joke I liked who had her na- yes. name legally changed to do that. I like yeah, that. Yeah, good to joke. give everything an echo. There was even a good visual later where her studio sign says Echo Studios, Studios, Studios. studios. Ah. And the font gets smaller. I'm like, okay, that's good. I didn't see that. That's good. Very quick. Yeah. So um, I think the thing that stands out to this episode to me, ah, uh, man. 
Yeah, I kind of like the whole Bart and Lisa bonding over this sort of thing. Mm. Mm. Even though it's kind of weird that she's really leading the charge against her dad, but yeah, I guess I thought she's finally got friends sh- in her life or something. That was the thing. I thought for sure we get a revelation at some point that Lisa doesn't really care too much about Ashley Starling, but she likes having friends and the fandom is how she's doing that. No, it's it's not there at all. Like, ah, I thought for sure we'd be going for that jazz loving Lisa. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, right, she's clearly sure. like part of the rabid fan base and says in the episode has yeah. been fan of her since she was four or whatever and. Had a Ashley Starling look-alike at her birthday party yeah. or whatever. But it just seemed like a plot, you know, the plot untaken. Mm. But then, yeah, she doesn't quite have the same ire or desire to do pranks against Marge for her betrayal as well. Mm. Again, I'm assuming the red dress as well is an allusion to something. That feels like Taylor something. Oh, I mean, t- Taylor had an album called Red. Um, yeah. And but the, I think giving the red dress was... Um, I actually took that more as a reference to Swiftmas. So in <laughs> in 2014, so what you have to understand, what you yeah. have to understand is Taylor used to be, so about 10 years ago, Taylor used to be really, really active on Tumblr mm. to the point where she was uh, regularly conversing with some fans and that, you know, she was tracking them and, and recognized them and knew their stories and stuff like that. So then, in Christmas 2014, she started sending out these packages to fans all around the country, possibly even internationally. And it would be like, you know, I know you have a kid recently, so here are some little baby clothes and I hope <laughs> they fit and blah, blah, blah. Or, mm-hmm. oh, I saw from one of your photos that you have, you know, a kind of beige theme in your lounge room. Here are some cushions <laughs> that might work. Like, Stuff that was showing that she was paying a lot of attention to the fandom. So when mm-hmm. yeah. when the when the dress rocked up for Marge and it was a gift from Ashley Starling saying, you know, oh, I heard your comments about me, blah 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 blah. I took it as a reference to swiftness. <laughs> all right, we're gonna need you to make a list of all the swift like suffixes it, and prefixes. <laughs> like, yeah, swiftness. Yeah, it feels darkness. like yeah, we're missing out on a part of language here. What we <laughs> might yeah, need man. to understand. <laughs> you got to look in the swiftionary. <laughs> it works. <laughs> Taylor Swift Chanel. The Taysaurus. Yeah, we know. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh wackiness. Was this a particularly wacky episode of The Simpsons? I'm still getting over that last fact. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, stuff like Homer goes to the um vending machine to get flaming hot Oreos, which I quite yeah. like the sound I like, like that as well. That but then funny. as he goes to reach into the vending machine to pull it out. A flock of starlings come in, eat everything in the machine, and fly out again. Like mm, leaving only like su- veggie sticks uh, or something. I don't know what it was. Uh, mm. Celery sticks um, uh. from a brand called Austerity Farms, which I enjoyed. <laughs> but uh, that is a very complex series of pranks that this fandom mm-hmm. is now pulling to the point where they seemingly have like psychic control over this flock of yeah. birds. Yep. <laughs> Who knew Starlings were so easily to manipulate? Even yeah. hacking his radio in his car to only play one song is that's an yeah. effort. That takes the fact time. that this generation knows how to work a radio. <laughs> <laughs> Does Taylor Swift even go on the radio? I don't know. <laughs> I heard um I heard one of her songs in on Cole's radio yesterday. Oh yeah. <laughs> so that's the other thing. I'm sure like if you like played me like this the Spotify like top stream Taylor Swift songs, I probably do know them from Osmosis or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Osmosis is that DJ you listen to, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sworn enemy of Taylor Swift. 
Yeah, they feuded way back. And yeah, the Crows like left a um, note at one point uh, that I'm pretty Starlings. sure was. Thank you very oh, much. Oh yeah, sorry. We've um, identified them. The Will Smith <laughs> reference. Yes. Okay. Uh, that's what my immediate thought was as yeah. well. Nothing to do with the Taylorverse, as far as I can tell. Just a Will Smith reference. Keep keep Ashley's name out of your beak. Yeah, yeah. but Homer doesn't have a beak. A Starling stupid. <laughs> they I seem pretty st- smart. I think Starlings might be stupid. <laughs> I'm impressed they wrote anything at all. <laughs> I, I'm surprised. Yeah, they have such a deep love of culture that they're like, oh my god, that pop star, her last name is our thing. And <laughs> we also like yeah. uh, saw that Will Smith slap. <laughs> uh, well, the world if, saw that slap. Yeah. If that's the case, if that's the case that the birds knew that this Ashley Starling pop star shares their name, mm. why didn't they make a Cheryl Crow joke? <laughs> I mean, it would it's make true. me happy, so it can't be that bad. And, oh, fuck. <laughs> yes! oh, he did it! Everyone, punch your bingo cards. He did it. <laughs> fuck. Just f- for the listeners at home who can't see the video, both BT and Elliot recoiled in horror when I made that joke. <laughs> a mix of horror and respect, you know. Correct. I'm correct. No, I mean, it's great because, you know, podcasting, at the end of all things, you know, all I want to do is have some fun, so... <laughs> Hey. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. Back with the boys riffing. <laughs> uh let, and yeah, let's riff right into the heart of this episode. How was the emotional moments? Uh, I mean, it was it was sweet to watch um Bart and Lisa work together mm. on a task. We love watching Bart and Lisa work together on a task. Yeah. It did feel a little unearned because I mean, the, the episode framed it as a surprise that it was Lisa who was spearheading mm. this whole thing. So it kind of felt unearned that she had so much hatred towards Homer, whereas Bart's pranks towards Homer have never come from a place of hatred. They've yeah. come from Bart being an asshole. Mm. Yeah, and also yeah. then to like immediately have Lisa go, oh, you know, I feel like I'm really learning from you. And then Bart's out of the group because she didn't. he didn't like another group member's dog fast enough. And it was just like, yeah. shouldn't it be more like revealed he doesn't actually care about Ashley Starling or whatever, or something? Yep, something relevant. I feel like they get close, though, because, like, at the start of the episode, you know, Homer's like, what is this thing? And Bart, like, reveals his true opinion. Yeah. And then when Homer's asked about it on camera, he just says Bart's opinion verbatim. To which Bart, you know, has a very much... uh, His response is, like, reading a prepared statement in a hostage situation. So yeah. like I feel like they were close to getting to that sort of angle on the story where, yeah, the uh, Sterlings. Uh, oh, is that what they're doing? Because Swift is a type of bird. Okay, uh, sorry, I'm ju- I'm just putting things together as I'm talking. <laughs> is Swift a type of bird? Yeah, Swifts. Oh uh, yeah, I suppose it is. Yeah, yeah. they're they're one of those pain in the ass ones that build like little clay nests in roofs and shit. <laughs> roofs and shit. Yeah, and so then, like, governments have to put up those, like, little spiky things in, like, little roof, roofs, cavities. Roofs. That stop the swifts. <laughs> roofs. Stops, stops the swifts. I, I didn't, I didn't realise that you became a dog when talking about the thing above a ceiling. <laughs> or British. Roof. Or a British dog. There's no room roof. in the roof. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm slowly turning into a British bulldog, yeah. Um, no. I, I somehow have spent my entire life not knowing that swift is a type of bird. Mm. Like, I literally got to the... Ex- oh, Elliot, you know how you have um, one of your common complaints is people who spell Elliot incorrectly with two Ts? Those mm-hmm. bastards. How does, yeah. it, how does it make you feel that one of Taylor Swift's backup singers, she's called Elliot with one T and an E on the end? 
Elliot? Yeah. Oh, man, that's real fucking, if you're a community fan, I'm Kendra with a Q-U. Like, <laughs> it has that real vibe about it to me. Oh, like, actually, no, sorry. I've just looked it up and I've sent you a screenshot of this as well. It is, oh, yep. it, I'm completely wrong. It is one L, two T's and an E on the end. See, Ooh. the name just looks off balance to me. Elliot. Like, it just, it, fo- it feels like it's about to fall over on the yeah. two T side, you know? It's Elliot. Yeah. Elliot. Elliot. Oh, that's so weird. Um, I, I mean, it, it it looks Frencher. Like I'll say that. <laughs> it does. It looks. It, if anything, it looks too French. No, that for you, you British bulldog. You. Yeah. Yeah. I'm meant to spell that second T with a baguette or something. Get up um, on. Get up on the roof, Elliot. Eh? <laughs> get up and dance for your supper. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I suppose that's how they spell baguette, right? Double T E at the end. So yeah, yeah. Elliot. So yeah, same sort of T as I would baguette. Anyway, <laughs> where were they? Um, <laughs> I don't know. That was a sidetrack for sure. It sure oh, was. Sorry. Um, but no, it feels like heart. they like just kind of uh, yeah. To your point, Nick, a manufacturer butts and Lisa's falling out a bit just so the whole family's fighting by the time that yeah. Well, um, Marge gets reintroduced to the story. Mm. You alluded it to yourself. Have someone show, you know, cell phone footage of Bart at the game saying that stuff about Ashley. What's yeah. her face? God, I've lost, lost everyone. Um, <laughs> I was like, Ashley Swift. No, that's wrong. Um, or something. I don't know. It's just weird that it's not part of the plot. It's just this extraneous other thing mm. that makes them sound like they're obsessed about everything, not mm. just, you know, one pop star. I don't know. Oh, by the way, uh, playing both Ashley Starling and her rival Echo, Echo, Echo is Jade Nova. Who um, is an R and B singer and sure. yeah. did it did a good job. Yep, yeah. she had a she had a perfectly serviceable voice. Absolutely, <laughs> and Billy Eichner was apparently in this episode as well. I didn't catch when it was. I'm, I think he was one of the you know friends of Lisa's. Oh, Cranford, that makes I sense. Think, yeah. but barely in it. If that was a guest voice, it was not worth it. Uh, ultimately, did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? He's... The, the veneer, the gloss, the glaze, yes. Uh, I feel like there's no depth or... At a certain point, I just wrote, this is not developing. Like, there's nothing new is happening at a certain point. It's like, oh, this is everything we're doing with this episode. Mm. All right, mm. cool. And it's not like we need super depth or anything. There's not a lot of commentary. There's not a lot of heart moments. There's just... It's just stuff happening. It feels a bit first drafty. Mm. Yeah. It it feels a bit like should should we do an episode about Taylor Swift? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then everyone kind of bashed out their first thought ideas, and there was no deeper like underlying current. But I mean, I don't know. It's it's so tricky for me to answer the does it feel like an episode of The Simpsons because when you see the title card that says The Simpsons, your initial reaction is. Well, yes, this is therefore logically an episode of The Simpsons. Um, <laughs> but did it feel? Feel. That's the thing. You've got to lean into it. Um, mm. And I guess superficially, you know, like what BT said, superficially, yes. I was actually surprised that it ended up feeling like more of a Simpsons episode than I expected it to from the outset. Mm. Like I thought it was just going to blow up and be really sort of get too big for the episode to handle. Uh, but... I do like how they anchored it with the family. Like, it wasn't always successful and didn't, like, follow the path that I thought it might, but, like, they had the beats of, like, an old Simpsons where it'd be like, yeah, we do have a family conflict where they're all fighting with each other Mm. at the, you know, end of the second act. Like, 
Like there's even know. something there to the idea that the heart payoff is Homer just forgiving them mostly, and that's nice. That's an, it's just the how they did it is really boring. Like yeah. his song, none of us really liked all that much, even though the emotional impact is a good idea, and even the few interfeuds between the family members, like. Lisa kicks, kicks Bart out of the group, but she doesn't dislike him personally. Mm. Well, there's no, you know, whereas if Bart had been caught saying things against Ashley What's-Her-Face, then there'd be a, some animosity between them. And there's kind of that hint between Marge and Lisa, because, you know, Marge got to go on the fancy Swift estate. I feel like I'm going to learn so many words I will never use again. <laughs> um, and again, it's some aggression there. And then Homer's example of forgiving them all makes them all forgive each other. They all hug. They all drink lemonade. The end. Mm. Yeah, it's a bit too, I mean, manufactured. And, you know, it's highlighted the fact that, yeah, he went to a billionaire to make, like, yeah, uh, manufacture an ending for this episode. <laughs> like, mm. yeah. Yeah, it didn't feel like we actually resolved anything. But ultimately, would you watch it again? Uh, I probably would to see if there was anything yep. I missed um, in the first time around. <laughs> yep, you've still got more bread string. You know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Taylor Swift brand red string. <laughs> of course. I, I would buy it. <laughs> yeah. Commemorating the red, red album with red string. Correct. Um, yeah. What was I saying? God, I would want to watch it again with a Swifty to have them explain shit to me. I'd be like, oh, that's neat. That's Because <laughs> whoever wrote this is was in, is in deep. They know what they're oh, talking yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. And th- there was a couple of interesting things. There was one line, I forget who said it now, but someone said, you know, oh, her songs teach us good things like never dating John Mayer. Mm. So John Mayer, you know, he's got a couple of songs about him on Speak Now. Speak Now, Taylor's version, the re-recording has just been recently released, like within the last month at the time that we're recording this um and that comment hit really interestingly because on the tour that she's currently doing every night she plays two secret songs so there's one on guitar one on piano um and then she recently played uh dear john which is a pretty scathing song if you look at the lyrics and think that it's a song about um a relationship breaking up with john mayer um, mm-hmm. But because she'd seen what happened, so even as casual observers of this Swifty verse, you would have seen um, all the Jake Gyllenhaal talk when Red Taylor's version got re-released, because um, he's got a couple of songs on there that are also pretty scathing, and lots of Swifties, the rabid fan base, were going after him. Um, but she specifically made a point before playing Dear John as a secret song to say. I wrote this song when I was 19. I don't really care about what happened to me when I was 19. I just want to own this song, which is why mm. I'm doing my version of the re-recording. Do not go after whoever you think this song is about online. I don't need you to fight for me. And then I watch this episode where they're like, oh, teaches us not to judge John Mayer. <laughs> and it's like, okay, this was clearly in the can and possibly even broadcast before that speech was made. But it's like, you know, it, uh, it it lands interestingly, having now mm. heard that speech. Yeah, because that's the one thing I gathered, at least from Taylor Swift, is that, yeah, she's not actually asking her fans to go out and, you know, crash cars and things like yeah. that. But yeah. So it's interesting that the episode did make the choice that yeah, Taylor Swift kind of kidnaps Marge and drugs her, like, to get the info. Yeah, it's, with, with yeah. sparkling whiskey. Sparkling yeah. whiskey. Ashley Starling her has brand. her own brand of sparkling whiskey. So have presumably though that's not like she doesn't say it's a sparkling whiskey drink or like a pre cocktail that is just carbonated a glass whiskey. of whiskey that's um <laughs> mm. 
I'm not sure that whiskey has the structure to be able to carbonate. Uh, look, anyone with a soda stream and a bottle oh. of Jack Daniels want to let us know how this works out. I do um, have a soda probably stream. Probably don't, but, you know, <laughs> I'm curious. I once tried to carbonate Lipton iced tea. Oh, um, yeah? The problem with that is I think that the the sugars in the iced tea kind of created like a some kind of structure that caught the bubbles and it really overcarbonated and then kind of sprayed iced tea like all over the room oh no yeah so i don't recommend i don't recommend carbonating things that aren't water you heard it here first folks. yeah and oh it seems like such an expensive risk to take as well mm. Alcohol's expensive in australia people but yeah, uh, uh, so, oh yeah, what would we change? BT, what would you like to change about this episode? Uh, it just needs a few more pass-throughs and it significantly changed that last song especially because it did not work for Homer at all. Look, the bones of it are fine. Um, it just needs a better ending and honestly make with a laugh laugh because I blew some air out of my nose, but that's about the most I got. Um, mm. And I don't know, there's just... Maybe even an entirely different, you know, second act. Like when Homer gets abducted by Echo and not abducted, but brought. No, actually, he does get abducted by her. And like, oh, you get to be joined my army of all who are also going to fight. So it was just, I kind of resigned a little at that point. It was like, mm. okay, this is what we're doing. Right. Okay. Oh, no, she had the kind of good line that, you know, the frenemy of my frenemy is my Anna friend or something like that. Mm. I, no, yeah. that elicited a snort out of me. Yeah, it just yeah, but it was more the sense of I know where this is going now. Yeah, like yeah. it's mm. now pointless escalation until we do something stupid. How about you, Nick? What would you like to change about this one? Um, there were a few too many jokes about uh, songs about ex boyfriends for me. Mm. That's the, it's a really old hacky trope. Um, about Taylor to say, oh, all she does is write songs about her ex-boyfriends. Yeah, all anyone does is write songs about their exes. What a shitty, yeah. what a stupid <laughs> criticism. Mm. That's uh, uh, the, the only other thing that I would look at changing is at one point, uh, one of the pranks starts going wrong and li- in the bowling alley and Lisa says, abort. And I almost wanted a we're out of abort license plates joke. <laughs> but I also know that if they made that joke, I actually yeah. would have hated it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I think that is the problem with a lot of modern Simpsons is that the idea is kind of fun to go, oh, fuck, they should say abort license plates. You know, like that old thing that happened. But then when you actually put it in the script, it doesn't work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think I just... Yeah, it just comes back to having a few more passes at this one because it feels like they've kind of got the beats in place. They just need to be tweaked. Mm, And yeah, Homer's whole taking a stand of, you know, an opinion that he was just parroting from Bart, like it's kind of weird that he sticks to his guns on this one and like uh, it doesn't just sort of say, oh, look, I I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah, there's just kind of a few logic holes in this one as well as like the rushing of... Barton Lisa's like yeah falling out in this episode and especially because they're bonding in a new unique way that mm. they haven't really before in the series to yeah all these pranks on Homer and then like yeah I just kind of want a bit more of Homer being like what the fuck are your kids doing this to me now like I like the idea that this episode is about a bigger thing of yeah, this fandom coming after Homer but mm. it ends up being like a small family story I like that but I just don't feel like they landed it no and um, I'm not sure if this was a Disney Plus thing, but was there no, like, no couch gag, no intro? 
It's a fucking trend of the 30s, man. Yeah. So they just have so much episode, they but, just go straight clearly. in. But they don't, because <laughs> yeah, that's so, the thing. Really so much of the story was empty and rushed and missing linking components, and there was so yep. much that they could have expanded on. It felt you are like... echoing our exact comments of this entire season. Sorry, continue. Yeah, no, no, no. That's, that's comp- I mean, if it's already been said, it's been said. But like, you know, it used to be the case of, oh, here we go. We've got the circus intro because they've had to pad out the episode. Yeah, well, yeah. those episodes were more dense in story than this one was. Like, yeah, I don't, yeah. Is time not operating on the same plane for the Simpsons writers as it is for the rest of us? Right, possibly no. Disney time is different. Uh, it's just weird because, like, in the teens era as well, that's when, like, they were still, you know, on network television and having to um, cut down their episode time to make way for yeah. more ads per network demands. And now we're in the streaming era. The episode time length is back to being sort of the loose 21, 23-minute mm. sort of episode. So, And then in the 20s, the season 20s, it was more common to do the elaborate couch gag that would take, you know, one to three yeah. to five minutes. And now it's just no intro at all. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, in these really long meandering episodes that, yeah, like yeah. we're saying, still need to be tightened yeah. severely. Yeah, that's the thing. The old ones had streamlining and they sanded off all the edges and everything was quick and purposeful. And these modern ones don't because they don't need to. So they don't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, give the skip intro button something to do, Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, come on. Because I actually I thought I'd accidentally pressed it. Mm. Yeah, it seems to be a trend of the '30s to the Simpsons into episode. Yeah. All right, we are here. It's time for everyone's final notes. I feel like I should do a different song, but I did not prep anything. Um... <laughs> Taylor's version. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know enough material to be able to riff on that. So, and now it's time, and now it's time for our final notes. Everyone's final notes. Everyone's final notes. Romeo something or... <laughs> Ooh, look what you final note. Look what you final note. <laughs> it's me. Hi, I'm the final note. It's me. Uh, this sick note. Sorry. You could have been getting down to this sick <laughs> note. <laughs> there we go. Oh, Workshopping shit. is great. <laughs> uh, uh, Nick, do you have any sick notes? Uh, yeah, I got a couple of final notes. Um, there was so this ep- we haven't even talked about the very first scene in this episode, which is um, Bart and Homer go to a baseball game to see a pitcher break yeah. the world record for most number of batters knocked unconscious. Um, yeah. As a cricket fan, and about ten years ago, we lost a cricket player who. He died on the pitch after being hit in the head with a cricket ball. Oh, damn. Holy shit. Not a great joke. And he was an Australian cricketer too. Like, it's not some, mm. you know, backyard player, which obviously would have been sad too, but this was mm. very prominent. But not a mm. great uh, way to open the, the storyline. But anyway, <laughs> this turns out to be a flash mob event for Ashley Starling. And mm. um, at one point, Bart asks, why are there so many girls here? Because imagine, imagine girls being at a sporting event. <laughs> but also, he says, why are they all asking each other if they've got lipstick in their teeth? And then you hear a few of them say, like, oh, I got lipstick mm-hmm. on my teeth. And then the hot dog place is sold out. And some of the girls are asking, do I have hot dog in my teeth? That actually made me yeah. laugh out loud. I got that, yeah. Because <laughs> it's, it's the same background kind of money. Do I have hot dog in my teeth? Do I have hot dog in my teeth? Yeah, I was going to ask, was this a thing as well? Did like Taylor Swift do a random drop at an event that wasn't otherwise related <laughs> to music or anything? Say, did Taylor have hot dog in her teeth during one of the music? <laughs> is, that a, is, that, is that like an Instagram thing? Is it a meme that she had hot dog in her teeth? Um, uh-huh. No, I mean, she's never hijacked a sporting event. 
she's announced, you know, at MTV Music Awards, I think she announced an album that was coming out, but then it's not like she's then hijacked the event and mm. refused to let the event go on. So Yeah, it's always been at an appropriate forum. Yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> uh, Homer gets a message when the prank starts saying, enjoy your swatting. Um, and then yep. it's yeah. uh, sealed with a tent fumigation. Very, very good. I mm. liked that, yeah. There's a conversation where Lisa says one of the pranks is going to be Tabasco toilet paper. Fucking brutal. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, those are all my notes. BT, any notes? Um, oh, there's a bit where they name drop Pete Davidson and Homer's like, oh, he's got big dis energy. And I was like, fuck, mm. <laughs> come on. <laughs> That's, uh, I heard that one clunk pretty hard. That was, what, like four or five years ago that was a thing? Come on. Yeah, I feel like that's another thing with this episode. A lot of these, like, feel dated now. I don't know how mm. this episode's going to play in, yeah, another five, ten years. Mm. Not well. Almost as good as, what are you doing in Springfield, Elon Musk? Um, <laughs> You're smart. <laughs> I know. I actually re-listened um, to our, our podcast of review with that and it's like, <laughs> oh, my God, please don't be on the Elon train at this stage in our life and, like, we're clear. We didn't say anything positive about he, the dude. He rules. No. <laughs> Dogecoin to the moon, baby. Um, I remember when we were saying that. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, there's a bit where there's a whole bunch of swarm of birds like above the house, and it just looks really good. It's a good swarm. Nice. Yeah. Oh, I will counter that one. There was a particular bird's eye view shot of Homer walking to his car that was fucked. Like, yeah. seriously, go back. It's right at the start of the episode after the baseball scene. Homer's walking from his house to the car and mm. they've just drawn it fucked. It looks so bad. Mm -hmm. uh, Homer's, when Homer finds out uh, Bart's been part of the pranking, he's like, you, the person I would most suspect. So, mm. Okay, that's that feels pretty classic. Yep. Um, Ashley is fast and a bitch because she gets that <laughs> like music video out in a day. Yeah. So that's... I did notice in they they do like the lower left hand side like music you know song artist album all that it was yeah. like done by overnight turnaround productions or something like that yeah okay well it would need good. to be then damn yeah that's, that's a good joke that's a good get yeah um yeah and my last notes were really just what is happening and so what <laughs> so, oh yeah. yeah um so so what by Pink who's who's what is happening by. I'm actually referencing Miles Davis. Thank you very much. Oh. <laughs> Gee, sorry, I wasn't prepared to make that giant step. That's no. not Miles Davis. That's um, uh, no, Brubeck. I'll take it for the jazz. <laughs> Is it Brubeck? Coltrane. Coltrane. <laughs> you missed the Coltrane. You mix it up your Coltrane and Brubeck references, Nick. What take is... five. Do that, do that, do that, And my final notes. Oh, um, hang on. The, Elliot. Sorry, yeah. Elliot, what are your final notes? Oh, now it's time. Now it's time for my final notes. <laughs> they reference BTS a couple of times as well. The Korean pop boy band are these another yeah. rabbit fan base that. Totally. And I, I yep. took those references to be a little bit like that South Park episode about Scientology where they were like, come on, mm. yeah, sue us, sue us, come for us. I took that to be like, a little, ha, little but we're definitely not we're definitely not making fun about the fan base that could actually genuinely bring down Fox Studios if they wanted to. Yeah, mm. I was going to um, say, this feels a little bit like maybe that's what they actually wanted to do, but um, they were genuinely scared. It, yeah. <laughs> Well, for Simpsons to make news other than... Because, yeah, most of Simpsons news these days, it's like, these episodes are surprisingly okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to mess with that hype train. 
No. The Rabbit Simpsons fan base are not strong and... Not <laughs> rabid as they used to be. They don't have we're the all, numbers. We're all tied and our knees hurt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Some of us are actually rabid. <laughs> <laughs> not in this country. Uh, For those that didn't know, Australia is rabies free. Well done, us. Yeah, well, nice. Hey, Pat nice. on the back, everyone. We did it together. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, speaking of rabies, there's a good joke about babies, <laughs> aka Maggie. Um, <laughs> Flawless segue as always, Elliot. Jesus. <laughs> it was amazing. Uh, I liked Homer's line of, uh, Maggie, you're the worst. You know, I- evil triumphs when good babies do nothing. I thought that mm. was a pretty good line. And yeah. then, yeah, when they don't know where Homer is and, like, they've tried opening the can opener to try and rouse him and did nothing, yeah. Marge is like, all right, I'll start calling theme park jails. I, l- I like that line. Yeah, yeah. theme yeah. park jail's good. It's time to rank this thing. On the Simpsons Index, we rank using a six-point scale which starts down the bottom at failure. Maybe this episode was just meh. You give it a participant. But for the positive rankings, you got OK Bronze, Good Silver, Excellent Cold, but for the best, of the very best, you give Cubic Zirconia. I'm going to go first. Let me show you how it's done. Man, I'm so surprised because I'm like right on that Bronze Pissipant borderline, whatever we call it, <laughs> Participant. It's Bronze Pissipant now. <laughs> bronze, bronze Pissipant. Sounds like an English lord with an incontinence problem. <laughs> have, you met my, have, have you met my friend? Bronze Pissipant. Oh, I've pissed my bed. He, he's up on the roof. <laughs> well, that's the thing. He... he, he he should have probably been fired, but, you know, he's still doing his job somewhat competently, you know, despite the um, fact that he has, you know, pissed his undergarments. So, my gusset's, my gusset's all moist. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I am giving this one a bronze with the caveat that it did piss itself, BT. <laughs> I mean, I've definitely moved my opinion up a little bit. The idea there's enough knowledge of what it's talking about to hide a bunch of references in the background. That said, from a non, you know, Swifty fan base perspective, there's just not a lot of story here, and I sure. kind of just didn't feel much of anything or laugh all that much, so I am going to participant. Nick, finish it off, please. Yeah. You know, I almost feel like I have to do the the BT thing of, of saying two different options out loud and, and seeing which it one helps. sticks, because... All the various little bits and pieces that I picked up on, like what was written on their shirts and, and you know, all the other hints at, at various parts of the Swiftyverse is almost enough to bring it to a silver for me. Ooh, and I, wow. I really enjoyed the glitter song. <laughs> it was good. Yeah, yeah, but then ultimately it is also an episode that felt a little bit hollow and a little bit empty. So silver, bronze. Bronze. I think it, I think it has to be bronze. I I don't think in good conscience I can give this a silver. Not not given that swifty silver, getting the uh, swift elevation. Uh, I mean, when you put it like that, <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll I think I'll stick with bronze. All right, that will get a dull bronze. And uh, just from a quick look on the spreadsheet, oh, it'll be tied for second best episode that uh, with from beer to a paternity, an episode which I do not remember. Oh. Second best episode of season thirty-four. Just to just to be yeah. clear, if this is anyone's first time listening, and they're like, "Really, this is the second is tied for first? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell! Not the like, wow. not the monorail episode. No, yeah, this is getting our highest rank ever, a silver. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's the one where uh, Lisa poses as Duffman's daughter to get oh, yeah. Duff, uh, and Aubrey Plaza is Duffman's place. real daughter. 
Anyway, it's tied with that. <laughs> I mean, to be fair to that episode, I, I think this one's probably better, but uh, basing that off a half-remembered episode. So. Way more memorable, at least. I feel yeah. like, yeah, this one might stick in my... It has a chance to stick in my memory more. But also, yeah, yeah the fun times had with you guys today. Yeah. yeah. And it's really, the friends we made along the way. Yeah, and isn't that the only thing that matters? <laughs> isn't that the real participant? Us. A real bronze pissipant. Us. Bronze pissipant, we're going to walk around. Yeah. <laughs> bronze pissipant. Oh, it's lovely that, yeah, in episode 246, we still got time for new running bits. Yeah, hell yeah. Do you wouldn't go running, though. Not if you're bronze pissipant. Squelch. Listeners, if your bits are running, please see, Doctor. <laughs> please. Uh, Captain Nick, thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. It's always a delight to be on the Index, the mm. online spreadsheet, which is also a spreadsheet. <laughs> uh, happy to be back anytime, even if there's not a, a Simpsons episode. If you just want to talk about Taylor Swift for a while, I'll yeah. fucking be here. <laughs> I mean, we always need, need new fodder for the Patreon, so... Well, hey. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but we'll get to plugging that. Uh, do you have anything you'd like to plug, Nick? No, I mean, people can um, follow me on Twitter if they want. Nick Ivis. I don't really do anything on there. Is it still called yeah. Twitter, or do we have to say X now? It's Twitter. Uh, it's, it's Twitter. <laughs> Much like Coke Zero, I'm not changing. Uh, you can follow me on <laughs> Threads. I'm Nick yeah. Ive. I don't do anything on there either. I don't really do anything. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I've gotten Threads, and someone gave me a fucking Blue Sky invite to the other day, and I'm just like, do I actually want to be doing this shit? Like, Yeah, I mean, we've all done ruin a movie with one word. Like, you know, or, <laughs> you know, we've, we've all done the very peak of what Twitter was capable of doing. And we did it in 2014 and we're still fucking here for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) The party's over. Everyone's still here. Yeah, exactly. I do feel like at times Twitter was a time and a place, but you know what? Well, you can still follow us on there. We'll still do the episode updates. Maybe. (laughs) I forget. But I think, yeah, we'll probably be focusing more on Instagram and threads going forward. Um, But I mean, yeah, I'll drop links to that that stuff, uh, Nick, and your yeah, shirts that are up on Redbubble as well. Oh, geez, yeah. So I've got, um, yeah. So I've got a couple of different things. I've got some on Redbubble, including my real Melvin shirt, mm-hmm. uncool real Melvin, <laughs> old fashioned uncool. If you want to tell the world, you are yeah, exactly. an uncool real Melvin. Exactly. And then on Threadless on nickibus.threadless.com, I did some. Um, Speaking of Blink-182, speaking of going mm. on a Blink-182 tour attending excursion, I got some t-shirts designed a while ago based on their uh, 1999-2000 um, guitar and bass rigs. The aliens exist. No, they don't rigs. Also, <laughs> uh, Fender have just uh, recently uh, re-released the Tom DeLonge Stratocaster, of which I have ordered one. So mm-hmm. that's... An, that's Two thousand four hundred bucks that I probably don't need to be spending, but hey, yeah. <laughs> I've wanted that guitar for literally twenty three years now. So nice. No, I, I was very jealous of that purchase. Mm. Like that, that looks like it's going to be an absolute gem in your collection. I used to have um, a Mark Hoppus bass as well, but I sold it, and I'm so annoyed. Oh, Devo. Yeah, I know. Oh, still, your music man Sterling is it? Oh, is it Stingray or Sterling? It's a Stingray. 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 But it's sparkly green and it's beautiful and it's <laughs> fucking, oh, I'm so envious. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'll have to uh, grab one of those uh, shirts uh, in time for the gig next year, it seems. Um, you yeah. grabbed a shirt or a coffee mug, Beach? Coffee mug. And I must say, ever since purchasing uh, this coffee mug with the design from uh, nickibis.threadless.com, uh, my <laughs> life has improved significantly and maggots no longer eat my blankets every night. So 
Well, I speaking of it. websites that our listeners can go to that'll guarantee enjoyment and uh, maggotless beds, where can they go <laughs> if they want to hear more of us? Elliot, we can no longer guarantee maggotless beds, I'm sorry. But you can go to patreon.com slash sidequeststudios where, for less than the price of calling a fumigator to get rid of all the maggots in your house, you can join the Patreon and you can get access to over 100, that's right, over 100 exclusive podcasts available right now. That's patreon.com slash sidequeststudios. Yeah, we've got a lot of Simpsons-focused content going on Mm -hmm. over there. We're reviewing the... Bonus features that were on the DVD box sets. We're catching up Beach on all the episodes of the show that he wasn't there for when we reviewed him on this podcast feed. Yeah, yeah. And we're, um, you'd love this one, Nick. We're also reviewing movies that star the cast of The Simpsons. Oh, yes. Starring Springfield. Is that what it's that called? That's right. Yep. Yeah, yeah, one of the things I use Twitter for still is like, hey, we're on Patreon. We reviewed this. Come over, check yeah. it out. Yeah. And also we just did um, audio commentary on the Pulp Fury radio series. Um, we just wrapped mm. that. That was, that was a lot of fun to revisit those and talk about how, you know, a little behind the scenes peek on how all that came together. Yeah. yeah. I've gone back to listen to, I forget the name of it now, but the one on the train. Uh, Last Known Sighting of Irma Strauss. Yeah. I've gone back to listen to that a few times. I really enjoyed all of Pulp Fury, but that episode really tickled me. So I've gone back to it a few times. Nice. It's really, really cool stuff. I genuinely recommend it for anyone that hasn't listened to it yet. Oh, awesome. Yeah, might as well pl- throw the plug in there uh, with the glowing endorsement from Captain Nick there. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, uh, yeah popfuryradio.com to listen to that podcast. Yeah, it's all up there. It's all for free. And on any podcatcher, if you want a bit more fiction in your podcasting diet, that's where you go, mm. you bastards. But if you want to then hear those podcasts again, but with our commentaries, patreon.com slash sidequeststudios. Yeah. Uh, but for now, I think that's about it for the Simpsons Index. Yeah, once again, thank you very much for joining us, Nick. No worries. Thanks for having me. And uh, stay tuned for the deleted scenes where I'm going to plug in that guitar and try to try <laughs> to play that glitter song. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, but before then, Beach, thank you very much, Soyz. I didn't think of an exit line, so... Wizzle wuzzle. <laughs> That's a great exit line. It is. <laughs> and I've been Elliot J. O'Neill, <laughs> and here's my exit line. That's all the mustard in the house. Went a little French night of there. Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Simpsons Index podcast, which is also an online spreadsheet available at thesimpsonsindex.com. You can also check out our other shows, like Pulp Fury Radio, our scripted fiction podcast, which tells all original stories across a range of pulp genres, and Thrones of Game, where we review Game of Thrones in reverse order. Links to those podcasts and more will be available in the show notes. And now please stay tuned for the bonus scenes! Wah! Really? You worked out how to play it? Yeah, man. Hang on. (laughs) Nice. This is going to be a treat. Ah, it's beautiful, Maiden. Nice. Oh, and a beautiful green capo there. I said capo. I always said capo. Um, it's not short for anything, is it? I've always said capo as well, for what it's worth. Yeah. No, yeah. I know. I think Danny even put up like a thing on some social of how the hell do you pronounce this, just to get people's read on how they do it. Yeah. I have no idea. So. I had a I had a pick around here somewhere. A plectrum. You hear that? Yeah. It's running through my little mixing desk, so hopefully it'll all just work out fine. Oh, lovely. A yeah. little bit of echo there now. Yeah, yeah I turned yeah, yeah. my reverb on. Oh, yeah. You broke my heart into a million pieces And like glitter those pieces shine They reflect all the bad things you said and did Now I can't get them out of my mind I'm not bitter, now I'm glitter 
You threw me away like litter I'm not bitter You threw me away I bet your new girl will find pieces of me everywhere Like glitter Hey It's really cool <laughs> Nice Also, yeah That was one thing that we didn't mention throughout the fucking review Yeah, how mm. annoying that would goddamn be Like, oh. I've never <laughs> dated girls that were like all glittery or whatever But when they decide to glitter up you you know about that shit for the rest of your life. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> also, do I believe that Elliot has never dated a woo girl? <laughs> I mean, not not that I've ever noted. Uh, if he has, he's kept it secret. But we'd oh. see the glittery fingerprints everywhere. So yeah, exactly. I'd leave a trail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. That's why woo, woo girls don't commit murders because. <laughs> <laughs> So there's the name of your album, Woo Girls Don't Commit Me. <laughs> I'm going to write that down. That's fine. Except it's, it's, it's not like an acoustic country album. It's just like violent dance music or something. <laughs> yeah. If that's not an episode of Pulp Fury in the future, I don't know. <laughs> and is it going to be one of those like, you know that thing in movies where like, they said the name of the film. It's going to be oh, one yeah. line <laughs> where it's like, but woo girls don't commit murders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, look, man, I don't know, but the number of times I've started with the title and worked backwards and ended up with a thing, just, yeah, it, it happens. Yeah. <laughs> Is that how the train one came about? The last sighting of Irma Strauss? You were like, no. yeah, I've got a fully fleshed out story that that gives me inspiration for. <laughs> this uh, was your no. put up or shut up yeah, episode, that wasn't was, it? Um, I came up with that one after seeing The Hateful Light and really hating the second half of it. Uh, oh, right. So it was... Quentin Tarantino's The Hateful yeah, Eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but ones that started with a title, uh, it came from the bottom of the ocean, but also from space, Good. started with a title. Yep. Uh, so did Terror in the Walls, was began with a title. Mm. And I worked backwards. <laughs> so I do it a lot. That rules. So, uh, yeah, cool. Uh, I might stop my record. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, shit. <laughs> That's all the bonus you get. 